Welcome back to the Cluey Podcast, where we help conscious consumers like you get clued into the latest conscious tips, topics, and brands from impact-driven founders to experts and thought leaders on the topic at hand. I'm your host, Mary Claire Mannard, founder and CEO of Cluey. Let's get clued in. Today's topic, plastic on the silver screen, how Hollywood's influence could change society's plastic addiction. To discuss this, our guest today is Sheila Mikhail Moravati. Sheila is the president and founder of the nonprofit organization HabitsOfWaste.org. Habits of Waste focuses on finding solutions to shift habits of waste among mass society. Known for the Cut Out Cutlery campaign, Sheila spearheaded the ban of plastic straws and cutlery in the city of Malibu, California, and then convinced Uber Eats, Postmates, DoorDash, and Grubhub to globally change the default setting in their applications so that no one receives plastic cutlery unless requested, which led to the passing of California State Bill AB 1276. Habits of Waste is running numerous campaigns to drive change and are focused on protecting the planet through a collective societal effort of individuals making slight changes to their lifestyles. Sheila, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you, Mary Claire. We are so happy to have you. And, you know, I was able to discuss a little bit about the organization Habits of Waste, but what's interesting about Habits of Waste, as I mentioned, is that they have so many different campaigns to changing societal behavior. The campaign that we're most uh, interested to hear about for this episode is as it relates to plastic on the big screen. And you have a campaign called Lights, Camera, Plastic. Can you tell us a little bit more about that campaign specifically? Yeah, Lights, Camera, Plastic was born because we're sitting here trying to fight plastic pollution in any which way we can think of. And each time I would turn on the TV, um, watching my favorite shows, films, whatever, and I'd see these great actors holding a piece of plastic in their hand, whether they're having a lunch in a disposable plastic bag with, I mean, bowl with like a fork and then another plastic water bottle. And I, I was like, we're not working together. So we felt that it was important that Hollywood step in as well and kind of emulate the model around smoking bans on screen and start to denormalize the use of single-use plastic. And I think that's going to be a very imperative piece of the puzzle to battle all this plastic pollution that we're facing right now. So we're asking Hollywood to start using reusables wherever and whenever possible on any and all uh, films and TV shows. Wow. And, you know, you mentioned that this is based off of a campaign that previously occurred, the, the smoking ban that occurred on screens. For for some of our listeners who might not be familiar with when that happened, maybe they weren't even around yet. Could you provide a little bit of background on, on that particular yeah. initiative? I'm Back in the day, <laughs> but basically smoking was considered like the cool characters um, accessory. It was almost like if the guy was like a cowboy or just a sexy woman, everybody had a cigarette in their hand. And luckily, um, Hollywood jumped on board and said, OK, we are not going to do this anymore with a lot of pressure from many organizations out there. And after that was done, I think it was in the 1970s, it just took a nosedive on how many people actually smoked in society. And so the proof is kind of in the pudding. We see that the behavior is completely correlated throughout society based on what is seen on screen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is so true. When I think about old school Hollywood movies, cigarettes were everywhere and probably paid for in, in big bucks by tobacco companies to get that product placement on screen. But you know, that's just not really a thing anymore. And so that's, that's what y'all are trying to do with single use plastic. That's right. Exactly. Cool. And, 
And what's been the impact that you've been able to have so far with the campaign? I think what's really interesting is seeing so many actors out there are kind of like, we don't want to be promoting plastic on screen. We are tired of being these like, you know, pawns for these plastic companies. And so they're speaking up too. And we're teaching productions that this is a doable task. Like let's set a new culture within your production, any production really, it's could be from a small film um, to the biggest blockbuster. And we have the same assets and tools that we provide for free for these productions to download. And hopefully um, it just allows a more synergistic approach to getting plastic off screen and giving people the chance to actually, you know, take the right steps forward rather than just saying, oh, so much plastic is on screen. What should we do about it? We give them exactly like step-by-step ideas on how to remove it. And seems basic, but when you have that many people with that many moving parts, a new culture needs to be set at the beginning of that production. And so that's what we've done. And we love seeing different companies, uh, production companies tell us we're doing it. It's so awesome. So one of the most recent big ones that did it was She-Hulk. And so seeing that She-Hulk was able to go completely plastic free, and that's a huge production. Um, it was really inspiring to so many others. And so we're really blessed because we just did a huge panel on the with the DGA, um, which is a Directors Guild of America. We're now a part of SAG Screen Actors Guild's Green Council. So a lot of um, groups and organizations are starting to be like, okay, let's include this on our website. Let's tell people about it. Let's create just enough information for people to decide, hey, I can do this or this isn't for me, but we hope that it's going to be for everyone because it is so easy. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And, you know, it it is kind of like this, well, duh, of course we should remove something that has such a strong influence that we know is not great for our planet off the big screen. But, you know, it just, you needed somebody to take charge and actually give people the steps that they needed to take to actually do it. So uh, bravo to to Habits of Waste, uh, to, excuse me, yeah, Habits of Waste, excuse me, to to make that change and, and spearhead that effort. So- what when you are having to convince, let's say maybe uh, a production company or a stakeholder that's less concerned with that impact, is there maybe some sort of uh, you know salient talking point that you have on you know on hand to let them know about the impact and the influence, the psychological influence that uh, happens for audiences who are watching certain behaviors on screen? So what what our um, secret sauce is, is that we don't just go to the top um, and start to push them. What we do is a real grassroots approach. So currently on our website, we have an email campaign that explains all of this that you just described, the problem of seeing so much single-use plastic on screen, the behavior shifts that happen with people um, viewing all this single-use plastic and feeling it's normal. Um, And so we have this like click once and 10 emails are sent out to every studio, um, every guild, every major production company you can think of asking them to join in on, on Light Scammer Plastics. So we've sent like several thousand emails already to them. And by doing that, we start to raise awareness um, on a really, really deeply grassroots level. And then also telling the media, telling the press, doing podcasts, putting pressure from every which way we can so that even if it's not at the top of the priority list of, let's say a studio head or something like that, eventually they're going to see, 
a lot of people care about this. Maybe I should too, because sometimes it's really tough to convince that one person when he has, or she has 35 other things to worry about um, that are really potentially equally um, or more important to them in their world. But when we come together as a collective voice and say, this is, this is, you know, of essence for us, this is important to us as your viewers, as your customers, um, help us. That's what we are able to make change. So it's not just, you know, one or two people that we have to inspire. It's like getting a collective uprising in order to get that person to really hear us. Well, Sheila, you're totally speaking my language right now, um, because that is exactly what Chloe is all about. You know, we want to, um, empower the collective set of consumers who want to align their purchasing with their values in helping them make, you know, what seemingly is a, a trivial one-time decision. But when you compound that effect across multiple consumers, it has a huge impact. And I think what's really cool about what y'all are doing is it has that collective impact element. And, you know, consumers today have more power than ever in terms of what they consume in terms of what they watch, you know, with all the streaming platforms, with so many movies moving direct to streaming, you know, consumers have a lot more say than maybe previously. Yes, absolutely. I a hundred percent believe that, you know, even just like the Yelps of the world, like giving people a, a platform to speak up about what their experience was or something that immediately affects the, you know, the, the innards of a company or a restaurant or whoever. So we do have a bigger and louder voice than ever before, thanks to all the technology that's available to us. So we should and use it. Absolutely. And can you let us know uh, just quickly the URL website address where people can go and submit their name to these petitions for various productions? Yeah. So just visit habitsofwaste.org, click on campaigns and hit lights, camera, plastic. And if you scroll down at the bottom, you'll see, uh, click here to make your voice heard. And you can read the email that we've pre-written to all those um, outlets that I mentioned earlier so that they can participate in um, adding just you know one more. And you can do multiple times. That's another fun fact here. We could do, you know, as many as you want. That's great. That's great. And, you know, I know that lights, camera, plastic is focused on single use plastic specifically, but what's really interesting is to see this general shift in um, Hollywood's culture towards environmental impact as a whole. So we're definitely starting to see more and more high profile productions move away from showing single use plastic and also prioritizing sustainability more generally on set. So Ted Lasso, for instance, uh, makes a point to have their characters use reusables is, is an example that we found. Um, and I saw that HBO shows The Last of Us and Euphoria both received the Environmental Media Association's gold seal for sustainable production. Can you tell me a little bit more? I mean, I know that's not necessarily connected to your campaign specifically, but can you tell me a little bit more about what that means? Like what is a sustainable production and how much of an improvement that is from a typical production? Yeah. So the sustainability um, factor of all these productions has become uh, gradually, and I'm very happy to say coming to the very top of the list because um, these productions are massive and there are so many people and so much waste that is generated that I think... Um, 
with all the goals, um, you know, the carbon offset goals that these networks are coming up with and studios are coming up with and trying to reach those goals is really an essential part of their, their plan now for the next few years. So connecting back to what's happening off screen also is a huge part of everybody's best interest. And so I think with that information, um, they're hiring, you know, great experts to come in and help with sustainable practices on these productions. So while behind the scenes is not what we target, we know that it's a holistic approach to getting to a much better place. And we're just so excited. There's a great group that we work with called Earth Angel Sets, and they just come in and they create the most sustainable set you can. And many times they save money for the production. They come in and they help out in so many ways that folks that aren't in this industry just wouldn't know how to do um just you know even from moving away from from gas to electric to the food on on craft services being plant-based some of the time a lot of things that just add up and it's great to see them uh, making this a priority yeah and I, I think it's really interesting for folks who aren't in in that industry to take a moment and think for a second just how much goes into these huge blockbusters, um, you know, that in some cases take years to make. And, and sometimes it's easy to forget things like, you know, everyday meals provided on set uh, and the impact that something as small as that may have over time. Um, so that's, that's really great and interesting to hear that, you know, there is kind of an end to end approach with various organizations, including your own, uh, to tackle sustainability in Hollywood. Um, and, you know, with the Oscars coming up, I'm curious, uh, is there a particular uh, nomination or film that, you know, while the Oscars don't have a most sustainable award, or at least I'm not sure if they do, maybe you can correct they me if should. I'm wrong. They should. I think they, they should. should. <laughs> who would you give, who would you give the uh, most sustainable production award to for the upcoming Oscars and the well, upcoming Academy Awards? Believe it or not, I actually think the Oscars themselves are doing a phenomenal job. Like they are the leader in this space and we're just, we've been working with them for a couple of years now um they've been plastic free for example for their show unlike the emmys and the golden globes and all the others they've been plastic free for uh i think many years in fact and so they try to um take down the sets and donate them and i just i know personally how hard they work to try to make um, as much sustainability a priority as possible and we have been actually working on getting these awards shows to be more responsible with what they're putting on screen and unfortunately each time you turn it on you see like the Fiji water bottle girl or like Icelandic who just has all these great glass bottles but yet they present the plastic ones at the um the last Golden Globe Awards this year so I think I think you know um I think the the Oscars are in my opinion doing them they themselves are doing a fantastic job now I do have to go and do my homework and read and watch all the films that are nominated so I can get you an answer for who is nominated to be the the most sustainable one um I haven't had the time to watch many of those movies yet but i've i've uh, got a list on where i can stream them and that's my plan between now and march that's great well um you know hopefully maybe on the habits of waste instagram account we'll see some uh of your own version of the award season uh giving out for sustainability uh, that would be that'd be something we'd love to tune in for <laughs> we always put our little seal of approval like the lights camera plastic seal on films that are doing it and doing it well and like showing zero plastic and kind of like in you know instilling a better behavior or lifestyle like we call it the habits of waste lifestyle like are they driving are they using taking the bike bus you know things like that um all of those little nuances add up to really make 
um, an impact on society and what we deem as normal. That's great. And, you know, it's, uh, I think oftentimes, you know, people who are just dipping their toes into the world of sustainability and conscious consumerism and all of these topics in general, sometimes feel like, oh, well, does this mean that I have to be the party pooper and suck the fun out of life? And absolutely not. And, you know, for people who are getting groups together, whether it's on their college campuses or elsewhere, you know, have a movie night, have a movie night with a movie that has been habits of waste approved as a sustainable production or a plastic free production, I should say. Um, but I think what's cool about what you guys are doing is that you're, you're tackling a, a, an element of culture, you know, that is super fun and enjoyable by everybody. And just just saying, Hey, we don't have to change the fun. We just need to make it a little different. That's right. One of my friends always talks about it. She says, you're like, uh, the people on the a runway in the airport where the planes are coming in with the hands up, like go this way. We're just saying shift a little and now try this way. It's just, you know, slight shift, but makes a massive difference. So I think the trajectory that we're on is, um, the right, right direction we're going you know, I think that the difference that we're trying to make is for people to start seeing that they actually have some power and the ripple effect is huge. If they start telling a friend and then that person tells a friend, like we, we actually have a lot more, um, potential impact that can be made. Uh, if people start to realize how much they're they're they have value in their, you know, actions in their voice and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of, you know, kind of getting down to that individual level a little bit more, you know, one final question I have for you on this before I have a, a couple of our standard end of show questions we always ask is, you know, for folks who are content creators at home and uh, maybe they are a TikTok influencer or maybe they are just a, a creative type and trying to make their own at home films, what would you recommend uh, as some positive steps that they could take in their own personal content creation to keep it sustainable? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that's the most important thing an individual can do today is to eat plant-based meals. So can you post something like that? Can you create, um, can you take our eight meals challenge? Our habits of waste eight meals challenge is one that is 40% less animal products in your, in your life. And that um, is, you know, a study done by the University of Michigan and Tulane that says, if we as Western cultures ate 40% less animal products, we create enough of a carbon offset to combat climate change. And that to me is like really inspiring because eight plant-based meals is actually really doable and attainable and it's not all or nothing. So that's the thing that we always talk about is be imperfect. You know, you don't have to jump in like, you know, into the deep end completely and just feel fit like you're failing and then just jump right back out go slow, take your time, do what you can try new things. Um, there's so many ways that you can try to shift a little bit here and there. We have this whole carbon offset challenge on our website where you can go through like the daily actions and just by like shortening your shower by a few minutes, how much carbon you're saving, how much water you're saving just by, you know, doing the basics, like shutting off your water while you brush your teeth. Like this seems so basic to me and you, but a lot of people still don't realize like that's actually a really bad habit that they continue to have. So, um, really just exploring other ways. And we have a lot of tools on our site to help people get to that point, but yeah, like use your platforms, go out there and do what you can. And if there was one thing I would say, of course, plastic is a huge problem. I'm, I'm always trying to fight plastic, but the plant-based diet is a really great way to create great content and make a massive impact. 
Yeah. That's another, another super impactful step that folks can take at that individual level that as you, as you mentioned, really adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Sheila, I'm just so inspired by your story in general, um, you know, beyond lights, camera, plastic, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, your background and what you've accomplished in the various campaigns that you've led, I guess one question, one final question, and this is the final, final, question, <laughs> but one question I have is, you know, what, what inspires you to lead this change that you've, you know, made your mission in, in life? It's a great question. I have two kids. They're going to have kids. They're going to have kids. I think this planet needs to be um, able to provide them with a good life still all those years from now. I, I think that we owe it to this planet to do our best. This is part of us. We are so connected as humans to this land, to this beautiful nature all around us, this environment that I don't see a disconnect uh, between myself and the planet. I feel like it's all one. And so just the same way that I take care of my home, the same way I take care of my body, I feel like we need to take care of our planet because every day I'm lucky enough to drive past the ocean to come to work and I... I'm very aware of what's happening in there. And if I can do my job every single day to just clean it up a little bit, like create less waste, make a difference in just um, any little bit that I can do, I think that that's what inspires me. And luckily I've had a few great wins that have resulted in billions upon billions of pieces of plastic from being removed from the waste stream. And I'm proud of that, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. We still have so much more to do. Yeah. Well, beautifully said. And again, so, so inspired over here uh, on our behalf over at Cluey and and on behalf of our whole audience as well. Um, So as I mentioned, we have our final piece of the podcast that we always touch on. And those are two glimmers of hope questions that we always ask every guest. The first glimmer of hope question is what is an innovation in the world of impact, whether it's in your niche specifically or elsewhere that you're particularly jazzed about right now? I would say there's so many cool apps out there right now to help you reach your goals. I think a lot of times people are just like thrown out there to be like, Hey, you know, just try this or make that change in your, in your daily life or your lifestyle, but getting the support of technology, I really think technology and environmentalism are a wonderful bridge to getting people where they need to be. So we even ha- we even created an app ourselves, a free one for people to participate in a partially plant-based diet because we want to support them to get through and not let go of their goals and wishes to like be successful. So we just want to again use technology to the best we can in order to fulfill you know all that needs. And then the other thing I would also say is. I think it's a really exciting time with all these um, meat substitutes that are coming out. I think that they're going to be a a game changer for the plant-based movement. Um, It's an interesting place right now in that regard as well. Absolutely. And last question uh, is if you can, last glimmer of hope question, excuse me, is if you can rapid fire name three impact focused brands that you absolutely love and, and purchase, you know, products from, and, and what is it that they make? Okay. My favorite one is Coat. It's a nail polish company that is the most toxic free company. So I use that all the time. How do you spell um, that? C-O-T-E. Um, and I think okay. their site is coatshop.co. Um, okay. They truly believe in um, doing their best every day. They're trying to get better and better and better. And they are the most uh, non-toxic out there, the mo- most non-toxic brand out there. Um, 
I also really, I, you know, I like my, I clean my house with vinegar and water mostly. Like I don't even buy anything, but That's um, awesome. yeah, but like, I, I do try to find some sort of other agents that I, if I ever need to, um, so that I, I can't go into the ha- household stuff for that, but, um, I really, 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 really am interested right now in all the um, efforts that the Goodwill is doing to like team up with like the Billie Eilish's of the world and create like a a really cool environment for kids and uh, adults to um, buy secondhand and don't, you know, and and just don't tap into the whole um, fast fashion world. So I am, although that's not really a brand or a sustainability thing, I think it's just a really cool way that they're re looking like reinventing the wheel. And then I also really like how, um, Adidas, Nike, all these guys are coming up with all these products with, um, recycled plastic. Like I love the idea of not using virgin plastic for products out there. I think it's just so interesting and cool to find, um, just these, these really, like I bought a pair actually. And I'm like, I can't believe like they were able to pull this plastic out of the ocean and recycle it into shoes. Um, I just think not using virgin plastic is the only way that we can get out of this mess. And so when companies are really trying to get innovative like that, that makes me excited. Yeah, no, those are all, all really great, uh, recommendations. And I actually wasn't aware of the Goodwill, uh, campaign with the Billie Eilish's of the world. Um, but again, so relevant to the topic we discussed today, which is how, you know, large parts of our culture and our media culture in particular have such a huge impact and influence on everyday people and the masses. Um, so Sheila, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was awesome. Uh, getting to speak with you today. And thank you again for helping our our followers and listeners get clued into the topic of plastic on the big screen. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in for this episode of the Cluey podcast. Remember to come back next time to get clued in to the latest in the world of conscious consumerism. And don't forget to check out Habits of Waste at habitsofwaste.org. 